Thanks for tuning in to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. It would mean the world to us if you could help us spread the gospel message of Jesus by subscribing to, sharing, and leaving a review on this podcast. We are believing to see thousands saved locally and millions globally. Thanks and enjoy this week's message. You know, the title of my sermon this morning is Saints and Soldiers. So if you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write that down. Saints and Soldiers. You know, um... 2020 has had us in a loop. It's thrown us for a loop, right? This whole year has just been a wild ride. It's been crazy. It's been uh, things that we never expected. Some of us have gone through some really tough things, right? And some of us have been in a place where we're like, gosh, I just, I'm, I'm feeling weak. But I believe that today God is going to bring refocus back to us. He's going to bring this realignment to our faith that we're going to align again with his word. We're going to align again with his promises and we're going to begin to see victory. Amen. I believe that it's not a coincidence that the end of the month, the last last month of the year, God is going to, we're not just going to drift into 2021, right? We're going to walk victoriously into 2021 with the right mindset, with victory in our hearts. Amen. How many are walking into 2021 with victory? Come on. Come on. Come on. There's a, a, a few things that I want to bring up. Like I said, 2020 has been pretty tough for us. And uh, I believe that the Lord wants to speak to a few people tonight, or today. Um, and I believe that what he wants to say, he's, there's, there's a few people that he wants to speak to today. And so hopefully this message um, will speak to that, will speak to your heart this, this morning. There's three people, if you're also taking notes, I just want you to write down for reference. Um, there's three people that I believe God wants to call out today. There's one which is the person who's got their head in the sand. Two, the conscientious objector. And three, the hothead. Now, I know that doesn't make any sense to you right now, but as I go through this message, it will begin to make some sense. So I just want you to write it down for now because I want it to be something that you reflect upon as we go through this message to find where you're at because God is calling us out, up and out, into a new mindset. Amen? Amen, amen. Now, what do I mean by the person who's got their head in the sand? The person who's got their head in the sand is the person who's been going through this year. And I believe the Lord is calling somebody out who has been in this year that they've just been so overwhelmed by the, 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 the frustrations, by the things that are happening, that they find themselves just wanting to bury themselves in, in, in distraction. We've become drunk on distraction. We've become in this mindset of, I, I can just find something to get my mind off of what's happening. Then I can just maybe drift through and then maybe 2020 will be better. My word for you this morning is to be sober. Be sober. First Peter 5.8 says this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How many of you guys know that we're in a spiritual battle? We're in a cosmic battle between light and darkness. And the enemy is working day and night to attack us. 
some of us feel like if I can just somehow like stay out of everything that's happening, then maybe I'll be okay. Maybe I'll just kind of get out unscathed. But the reality is, is even if you're not attacking the enemy, he's attacking you. There is no such thing as Switzerland in the spiritual world. You're either a casualty of war or a soldier in the fight. Let me say that again. You're either a casualty of war or you're a soldier in the fight. Civilians are also caught in the crossfire. They may not be fighting, but that doesn't mean they're not susceptible to being taken down. It's important that we rise up in our spirits and say, not today. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight. I'm not going to sit here and act like nothing's happening around me, but I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be sober-minded. I'm not going to bury myself in Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon orders. I'm not going to do anything else that's going to got my mind on the wrong things, but I'm going to be sober and vigilant because I know there's an adversary against me, but greater is he that's in me than he is of this world. Amen? You're either a casualty or you're a soldier. For those of you who had your head in the sand, I want to encourage you today. And I want, I want to urge you in your spirit today to wake up, to sober up. Understand that you have a fight in you. And it's time to pick up the sword and fight. There's another person I want to talk to. And I said that there was the conscientious objector. Now, how many of you guys know what a conscientious objector is? When we're talking about military, because we understand we're in a war, a cosmic battle, right? A spiritual battle. There's the person in the battle, the conscientious objector is the one that doesn't really want to fight. They find themselves as the pacifist. And you know what I, I kind of noticed within Christianity with a lot of people is that they're like, man, I just want to stay out of all the drama. I don't want to be someone that's fighting. I just want to, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. You know, the reality is, is that's not true. The reality is you're a lover and a fighter. You're both. You got a dual nature. You can't just be someone who just wants to be pacifist on the side saying, well, I'll just let other people fight and I just want to be off, off to the side. The truth is, is that when you realize that you are not just made in, in the image of, of God and, and like Jesus in the sense that he's the Prince of Peace, but understand that Jesus was the Prince of Peace, but he was also the Lion and the Lamb. He was both. And he knew when to be the lamb and when to be the lion. But it doesn't give you the excuse to sit here that just because he's the prince of peace, that means that you just come and sit here and well, I'm just gonna let other people fight and you know, I don't feel like that's really my, my, my personality. That's not really like me. I don't wanna be in that. But let me tell you, it is in your nature. It is in your nature to fight. It is actually a part of who you are. It's your calling to stand up and be a lion. See, the devil, he'll roar like a lion, but you are one. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives inside of you. Psalms 144 says this. Praise, to be, praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. 
Some of us have this wrong idea of what it means to be peaceful. Some of us have this wrong idea of what it means to be gentle because you're like, well, what about the fruit of the Spirit? The fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. Don't confuse soft theology with the gentleness of the Holy Spirit. Don't confuse soft theology with the gentleness of the Holy Spirit because the gentleness that was talked about in the Bible is a strong hand with a soft touch. But the very nature of gentleness means that I have to be strong in the first place to actually exercise gentleness. Are you, are you following me this morning? To, in order to be gentle, that means I first have to be strong. And I exercise my gentleness. So what does this mean for us? It means that in the physical, we're peaceful. But in the spiritual, we plunder. I'm going to say that again. In the physical, we're peaceful. But in the spiritual, we plunder. We take back what the enemy has stolen from us. You're not just a saint in heaven, or a saint on earth, but you're a soldier in heaven. You're not just someone who's going to stand by and let things happen, but you're going to say, Satan, I command you to let my family go. I command you to loose your grip off of my household, my children, my finances. I'm taking back what the enemy stole because I'm a soldier in the army of God. And I will not stand for this, this discrepancy. You're a saint on earth and a soldier in heaven. A saint in heaven Sorry, saint on earth and a soldier in heaven. Which brings me to my third person that I want to talk to. That's the hothead. The hothead is the one who's got this mixed up. They're the one that's the soldier on earth and the saint in heaven. They're the person that comes to church. They don't raise their hands. They're here on Sundays, but they're just really not active or engaged. But at home, they're fighting their family. At, at work... They're being the worst employee or the worst boss. They're fighting the wrong battles. They got it mixed up. You're not meant to be a soldier on earth. You're meant to be a saint. But in, in the heavenlies, that's where we take our battles. Amen? Amen. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are mighty, are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the tearing down of strongholds. So what does this mean for us? Because all of us are in a battle. Long even before 2020 happened, we were in a battle. 2020 just made it apparent. 2020 just put it right in our face like, holy cow, I got a lot of stuff that's just right up here that I haven't dealt with. And not only that, the whole state of America is in a weird place. There's a battle happening. But the battle was already happening. I believe 2020 was God's way of waking the church up, sobering us up to recognize, you know what? We got to get, we got to get to work. We got to stand up and fight. So how do we do? We prepare for battle. We prepare for battle. If you're taking notes, the first way that we prepare for battle, like any, any war, 
is you have to enlist into the army. You got to enlist into God's army. If you're here today and you haven't been serving the Lord and you haven't been faithful to him, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. The Lord is calling people back to him. The Lord is calling people to know him and to be loyal to him. Second Chronicles 16, 9 says that the Lord is searching to and fro throughout the whole earth, searching for a heart that's loyal on him. And when he's loyal, I'm going to show myself strong on his behalf. God wants to be strong on your behalf, but he's looking for your loyalty. He's looking for you to enlist. He's looking for you to be someone that is in his army. That's the first thing. Second thing to prepare for battle is practice your right to bear arms. Practice your right to bear arms. Like I said, that our weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty in God. Amen? We have a lot of weapons that God has given us. And the first and foremost I want to point out, this is our greatest weapon right here. Our greatest weapon right here. It's called the sword of the spirit. We also have worship. We have prayer and fasting. And I want to take a minute to talk about these things for a minute because I want us to understand how these weapons are of our benefit. I want to talk about how God wants us to use these things. So the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, since we're talking about soldiers and we're talking about um, us being like a soldier, I want you to, to realize that with the sword of the spirit, this is like your weapon. This is your main weapon. This is like your rifle. If you're, an, uh, if you're a soldier, this is your rifle. And when you're in the military, there's one thing that they do is they make you know your weapon in and out. They make you be able to assemble and disassemble, uh, disassemble it at any moment and be able to do it like this. They even blindfold you and make you do it by memory. Some of us got to get so dissected into this word that we know it by memory. We got to know it in our heart because every verse in this Bible is like ammunition against the enemy. And every time that we take a verse, it's like a shot at the enemy's camp. It's taking him down one by one by one by one, taking down two, 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 two. When we begin to take the word and we begin to use it like ammunition, then it's no longer just a collection item on our shelf. Some people have guns as collections but they never use them. The word is not supposed to be a collection piece. It's supposed to be a tool, an instrument in your hands. And with that word, we worship. Psalms 149.6 says this, may the high praises of God be in their mouth and a sword in their hand be in their mouth and a sword in their hand. The word is something that every time you come into a place of worship and you begin to lift up your worship, one thing that you're doing is you're practicing. You're preparing yourself. Now, I've taken this, a self-defense training class. And in that class, one of the things the instructor said was that if you never practice 
with your weapon, when the moment comes to use it, you won't be able to actually execute. Because if you're not used to pulling from the hip and shooting, you won't be able to execute properly. You're gonna fumble, you're gonna lose control, you're gonna get nervous in the moment. And the moment the act, the whole purpose of having the gun in the first place completely loses its purpose, completely, completely uses its potential because you never practiced with it. When you worship, regardless of how you feel that day, but when you make a commitment in your heart, and I'm not just talking about singing on Sundays, but I'm talking worship in my heart. Lord, I praise you because you are my rock, my salvation. I know, God, that you are for me and not against me. When I begin to allow something to begin to stir in me, and I begin to worship through the word, and I begin to take the word, and I begin to use it, and I begin to practice, because when the enemy comes, I'll be ready the standard will be raised against him. And the Lord will use me in that moment to raise the standard. Begin to worship. Worship is wielding your weapon skillfully. It's taking it and it's learning how to be precise. It's learning how to be quick on your feet. Not being caught by surprise by the enemy because you already knew he was coming prayer prayer is another powerful weapon that we have in our arsenal to use against the enemy now when we pray there's a whole lot of things that prayer does but there's one thing I want to point out when we pray we send angels on assignment when we pray we're sending angels on assignment. Look at Daniel. When he prayed, the, in, the angel of the Lord, the archangel, was sent to come on his behalf. When the early church prayed for, uh, for Peter to come out of prison, an angel was sent to do the heavy lifting and actually get him out of the jail cell. What prayer is to the believer is what calling in an airstrike is to a soldier. We're dispatching heavy artillery before we even get to the battle in the first place. We're laying down the groundwork and we're roughing up the enemy. We're breaking down his strongholds through prayer because prayer, I'm dispatching angels. I'm releasing some heavy artillery into the enemy's camp. Every single prayer is like a spiritual missile. Boom! Breaking down this stronghold. Breaking down this barrier. Breaking down this mindset. Breaking down every single thing. Every generational curse. When I begin to stand in prayer, I'm sending out angels and the angels will go before me and fight my battles. The Lord will fight your battles when you pray. Let prayer be in you and be it always. A prayerless Christian is just as silly as a soldier who decides to go into the, the enemy's camp without the big guns. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be someone that goes into the enemy's camp, into enemy's territory, and not have some backup. I want, so if things get a little bit hairy, scary, I'm going to call in those angels, and I'm going to rough the enemy up. Prayer, it's like spiritual missiles. We're sending angels on assignment. And this leads me to our last but very powerful tool against the enemy. And this is more 
strategic than it is all-out warfare. But it's something that we actually skip the most as Christians. That's fasting. Fasting puts a siege on the devil. Now, you might be wondering, what the heck is a siege? For those of you who don't understand what a siege is, let me explain it. A siege is when you surround the enemy's camp and you cut off all supply to the enemy. You cut off all his supply to be able to have access and power. When you fast, you're putting a siege on the enemy's access to your flesh. Let me say that again. When you fast, because here's the reality, right? We're a new creation in Christ. Our old man is dead and our spirit is made alive, but we still have a flesh that can get in the way sometimes. But when we fast, we are cutting off all access the enemy has. We're not just leaving it out there for the enemy to have because we understand an idle mind and idle hands is the devil's playground. But when I cut off the flesh, when I cut off his access to the flesh, what I do is I starve him out. I starve him out. While I'm starving my physical body, there's a spiritual starving that's happening to the enemy and his access is weakened and he's forced to surrender to the will of God on my life. He's forced to surrender because he has nothing. There's a siege that happens when we fast. We're cutting off the enemy's access. Cutting off the enemy's access. Now, these are some powerful, thank you, bud. Sometimes I get a little heated up out here. <laughs> uh, when we have these weapons and we realize, man, I need to use them, but let's be honest, for a lot of us, we've actually been caught in the crossfire and we just feel like, man, that's really great, but you know what? I don't have a discipline for fasting. I don't have a discipline for prayer. Man, I can't even read my Bible. I'm having such a hard time. We're feeling caught in this crossfire because you might be standing, sitting here today and realizing, man, I need to wake up because the battle is happening all around me. And you feel like, ah, I can't. I have no fight in me because I'm sitting here and I came into this battle and I've got no gun on me. And honestly, I've been shot up a little bit, so I'm hurting a little bit. Well, I want to tell you there's another powerful thing. It's called finding your vantage point. If you're taking notes, you can write down, find your vantage point. You know, one of the things that snipers do in the military, and a good sniper, always finds the high point. He finds the highest point because it gives him this advantage called perspective. And this perspective that he, he develops allows him to see clearly actually what's going on because when you're on the down level when you're on the, the ground floor when you're on ground zero of the battle and you have bullets flying past your head it's really hard to focus in to dial in but when you find your vantage point the perspective changes you come from a peaceful understanding and in your peace you're more deadly than ever You're more deadly than ever. Let me tell you what your vantage point is. The Bible says that you are seated 
in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. I don't care if you feel like you're in the bottom. I don't care if you feel like I'm going through the thick of it. But let me tell you, the Bible says that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ. That means I'm going to stand over my enemy. The devil's not on top of me. I am standing on him. He's under my feet. Take your vantage point. Understand your vantage point. You're seated in heavenly places. Your physical reality has little to do with your spiritual one. Your spiritual reality is greater, in fact, than your physical reality. Bullets may be flying by. Your family might be in distress. Your finances are looking like they're just going out the window. But you're seated in heavenly places. You're seated in heavenly places. Change your vantage point. Develop perspective and become more deadly against the enemy than ever before. I feel like God is releasing some breakthrough in this place right now. We're going out head first. The breakthrough that God wants to release today is not just a supernatural breakthrough that he's going to bring, but he wants to co-labor with us right now to begin to step into 2021 with the right mindset, with the mission mindset, with the soldier-like attitude saying that when I go in, I'm ready to fight. And I'm going to fight for what the, uh, the Lord has promised me. And lastly, one of the things that's most important on the battlefield, and I think any soldier will tell you this, is to leave no man behind. Leave no man behind. It's time to start recruiting others into the army as well. When you're on the battlefield and you see your brother, your sister, your coworker, Who's, who's injured, who's laying on the ground, they're bleeding out. That's not the time for you to run and say, well, I got my own thing I got to do. Deuces. No, this is the time to pick them up, throw them on your shoulder, say, we're getting out of this thing. We're getting out of this thing and you're going to know the Lord and he's going to be strong on your behalf. And right now you may feel weak, but don't worry because God has been strong in me and he's been faithful to me and I will stand in the gap for you until you're strong enough. In the spiritual army that God is calling us to, it's time for us to recruit others. Matthew 28, 19, go therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to make disciples. Win souls and make disciples. We're pulling people off the battlefield and we're training them in battle. We're training them to use the weapons that they're for. We're discipling. We're saving and we're discipling. Saving and discipling. It's our greatest mandate as a soldier to save and to disciple, to remove from the battlefield and train their hands for war. Remove from the battlefield and train their hands for war. The Lord is going to release breakthrough in your life, but it's when we begin to take up the call. The Lord will be strong on your half. But it's when we're loyal soldiers. Your salvation is free, but let me tell you, to see breakthrough in this life, it comes through being loyal to him in this life. 
It comes through walking in relationship with him. Being not just a follower of Jesus, but a disciple of Jesus. Not just coming on Sundays to just receive from me, myself, and I, but when I take up the call of raising up other soldiers, you'll begin to see that God puts a special grace on your life, a favor on your life, because he knows when he blesses you, everybody around you is going to get blessed because you are saving and discipling. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this week's message. If you like what you've heard, you can find more of this great content on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and even Pinterest. In other words, we would love to connect with you for the latest and greatest info on all conferences and internships. Remember, better is not good enough. The best is yet to come.